Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Why wait until Friday to start your weekend? Go ahead, start right now. You're thirsty now. And 93.7 The Ticket is here to help you stock up. Just in time for the weekend when I like to hit the clubs. Time to broaden your horizons and try some new wine and beer. It's Thirsty Thursday with Kevin Meyer from Meyer's Cork and Bottle. Oh, there it go. I knew I heard something. On and popping. Wake up, Stricky, wake up. <laughs> wakey, wakey, Uncle Kev's here with some wine and some beer. Yo, wakey, Just wakey. What, the what, is that, what is that movie? Wakey, wakey, something bakey. What Eggs that? and bakey? Yeah, there's a there's a movie out. Kevin, you know all the movies, man. I I I'm gonna plead the fifth. <laughs> it looks like a good red, my favorite. <laughs> this is old like, school. Like Mr. Burns. We lead it off with Kevin Meyer, <laughs> yeah. Meyer's pork and bottle. Kevin, how are you good, sir? Yeah. I'm doing just fine, fellas. How are you guys? I'm Mr. Burns. Great today. now. Mr. Burns. <laughs> nice. Ooh, that is a Dark. Oh, that is a very color. dark ale. That's an what? ale. That's got to be an ale. All yes, right. it is. Tricky's got the red. Unlock. I can see it in his eyes. Are I'm we starting with the ale? Let's do the. We starting with the wine. We're going to do the beer first. Excellent. Very deep brown. <laughs> Excellent. This looks like the uh, the cherry Pepsi I was drinking before. I doubt it's going to taste like the cherry it Pepsi. I was is drinking not going to. You know, don't let the uh, don't taste <laughs> with your eyes on this one because uh, <laughs> it will throw you for a loop if you think it's cherry Pepsi. It's got a kind it's, of chestnutty. It's kind of funny. Roasted uh, by the open fiery. That he's doing the Mr. Burns because remember the Charles Smith wine that we did last week? Yeah. Or last two weeks, maybe? Uh-huh. Um, the guy looks like Sideshow Bob. No, <laughs> no way. Yeah. No Legit, way. The mad scientist guy that I was talking about literally looks like <laughs> Sideshow Bob. Glasses, yeah, <laughs> and, the, and the hair. Yeah, yeah. It's good stuff. That's so, incredible. Walk um, us through this ale here. The, uh, the beer is Jubilee from Deschutes Brewing out of uh, Deschutes, Oregon. And um, this is kind of their classic winter warmer ale. So it's a, it's an amber, kind of a dark amber. Um, it's meant to just sort of, you know, warm the bones a little bit. Um, every year they tweak the recipe. So sometimes they'll add some spices to it. Sometimes they'll add, um, you know, perhaps some like uh, nut flavoring and things like that, like pecan or walnut. Yeah, that's what I felt. Um, but uh, I haven't tried it this year. It's, it is one of the beers that I try to make sure that I taste every year. Uh, there's a couple of them. One was always the Anchor Christmas Ale, which is no longer in business, which breaks my heart. Pour um, this one out for them. Pour this one out for them. And pour then, uh, and then uh, the uh, Samuel Smith's Winter Welcome is another one that I always make sure and try. And then, uh, and then of course the Sierra Nevada uh, mm. one as well. And and they quit doing like a, a winter warmer style, and they do a fresh hop uh, ale, which is basically instead of pelletizing the hops, Ooh, that's they, good. they do full cone fresh hop uh, beer with it. So. It's very hoppy. This one, mm-hmm. yeah, it's that was the, the first vibe I got too. Yeah, not bad. I mean, it's just no. happy. Yeah, kind of caramely, a little bit sweet on the finish. Yeah, you can taste a little bit like on the yeah. that holiday sort of little bit of nutmeggy thing going. That's on. That's what I was saying. Did I just say that? You said nutmeg. That's it. You nut- said chestnut. 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 Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah, I get that kind of like smooth caramel finish. I was trying to figure out what it was on the roof of my mouth. Is I it a vanilla? Is there a little vanilla in there too? 
Could very well be. The foam makes it look like it. Got a little vanilla yeah. Yeah. hit on me. It tastes, you know, very holiday-y, spicy. Um, so this is what they say is um, cozy up the fireside with his festive winter ale full of spice notes and robust malt character of toffee and dusted cocoa. Mm. An original since 1988. Toffee. Oh. Okay, I'm going I'm to okay. drink for toffee this time. See if I get any. See if toffee shows its flavors. Maybe a touch. It's mad. But I get more of the cocoa now that you mention it. Just a little bit like the like the cocoa powder. Not like chocolate, like sweetened chocolate, but the actual like cocoa. I yeah, get a little bit like, of that now. Like that yeah, like they say kind of that dusting of the cocoa powder. Yeah. And still that, that sort of nutmegginess is what is it's overwhelming. Mo- most prolific in, yeah. uh, for me. Well, well I don't want to say overwhelming because it's not a bad beer. It's just you can definitely tell it's got that that nutmeggy punch in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, and hops. I think it's meant to. Yeah. It's yeah. it's mm-hmm. it's one of those and and they tweak the recipe every year, so it's never the same beer two years in a row. Do you, do you like that, or would you wish they would find something that most people like and stick with it? You know, I guess I kind of feel both ways, because some years um, you're going to like it better than others. Um, and then, you know, some sometimes we go, okay, I've had that year in and year out. I don't really need to try it again. So it is kind of kind of piques the interest by, uh, by, do, by swapping up the recipe a little bit. But this is, when I think of a holiday beer, this is what I think of. It's got, I'm even picking up a little bit of like the spruciness, almost like a, oh gosh. Piney. Yeah, a little bit piney. Yeah. A little sprucey, piney, you know, juniper type okay, of thing going yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of different flavors and it keeps kind of, you know, changing. It's so, changing as you the, get to the bottom of yeah. it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. this is my introduction to holiday beer. I wasn't around for, for Christmas last year. I came in January. Oh, okay. So January, what? Third, yeah, fourth thing like like my birthday is right there. So mm-hmm. I didn't get holiday beer. For my introduction, this is solid. I you know, I'm I'm I just want to shed a tear how how far you've come along in, in a year, <laughs> Austin. Year. Twelve short months. Hey, no, listen, listen. <laughs> Austin Austin when Austin first came, it, it, it's kinda like being a new player in the locker room where you're you're kinda green, you're just kinda trying to feel your way around. You're not really fully comfortable yet. Don't step on any but toes. Boy oh boy. Has has the what what they would say on the line? The new guy has changed. I I, I think he's <laughs> definitely uh, worked his way into the fold, played yeah, his way up the he lineup, did. and uh, and is now one of the the shining stars of team. Uh, no doubt team about it. Appreciate no that. Fueled by not not Michael's secret stuff, but Uncle Kev's secret stuff. There you go. Which isn't a secret because you tell us about it every week. So remind people again the name of the beer before we get to Stricky's favorite. This is called Deschutes Jubal Ale out of uh, out of Oregon, and um, it's a classic holiday ale with uh, it's kind of a dark amber color. Um, as we spoke, it 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 has some spicy notes to it, kind of a nutmeggy thing going on, a little bit of spruce, a little pininess, um, and uh, and a little bit of the cocoa flavor in there. It's it's a really complex beer and and delicious. It it that is a beer that I would definitely try again. Um, question from the text line: Do you like the Kincader Snow Beast? Oh yeah, yes. we had you brought that in there. I did. Yeah, we did yeah. Snow Beast ar- around Thanksgiving, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. and uh, and I would say that Snow Beast probably has become our best selling holiday ale over the years, mm-hmm. of it uh, local or not local, um, just in general, and uh, and yeah, it. I think they tweak it a little bit as well. Uh, there was a couple years it was a little too fruity for me, but uh, these last couple years they've dialed back the fruitiness, and uh, and it's it's really really a solid beer. 
Let's get into the wine. We've kept Stricky waiting long enough. Okay, so uh, so we're doing a French wine today. We ha- we don't do too many French wines on the air, and um, the reason that I chose it is number one, the holiday wine sale started, and this is fe- one of the featured wines in the holiday wine sale, and um, we are in like savory food season. So we're in crock pot season. Mm. We're in mama's roast pot roast season. We're in soup season, and those meals can be very difficult to pair a wine with. And uh, so the reason that I brought this in is because I think this wine is perhaps the world's most versatile. Oh, man. I was going to say that. I was going to say it's very like, what's that prime ribby? Yeah. You can. And so you can do a wine like this with a prime rib. You can do a wine like this with a beef stew. You can do a wine like this with a pot roast. Um, And so and what's interesting with the French wine is that you don't buy the wine by what grapes it's made of. So it's not a Cabernet. It's not a Merlot. It's not a Pinot Noir. Those are all different grape types. This is called a Cote de Rhone, which is the place, and it's the southeastern part of France. They can use up to 13 different grape varietals to make the wine from, and they'll even mix in small percentages of white wine into the red wine blend. Mm. And uh, uh, the the big three are what they call the GSM blend, or Grenache, Syrah, and Mouvedre. So Grenache by itself is pretty bright. Um, you get a little bit of tartness. It's more of that really you know red uh, fruit sort of con- mm-hmm. yeah. component. The Syrah adds a little bit of peppery component. And then peppery. the mu- peppery, yeah, like some white pepper. Okay. And then uh, the Mouvedre is a very thick skinned grape. So it adds a beefy element, gives it some oomph, gives it some ageability. And when you, ate, when you blend those together, you just create a wine that is tremendously versatile. And the other thing I like about the Rhone Valley wines is that, let's face it, in French wines, you pay a premium for the history and the prestige of where the wine comes from. It's less so in Rhone. Uh, you pay more for what's in the bottle in, in the, from the southeastern part of the country. Now, if you go to the southwestern part of the country in Bordeaux, those wines are just outrageously expensive. Like if you want to buy like what they call a first growth wine, those are $1,500, $1,800 bucks a bottle. Mm. And so, That's Eric Strickland price range. Yeah, it's, it's Strickland's price range. <laughs> but what's, what's interesting is uh, like 70% of those get shipped to Hong Kong. The Chinese oh, diplomats, wow. uh, they they trade those wines for diplomatic favors. Um, and so the French are, you know, master manipulators of the wine market. So they know that if they raise the price another 500 bucks, they'll still pay it because we're talking millions of dollars worth of diplomatic favors. Mm-hmm. And so, um, they'll just sort of re-gift it to each other in, 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 to influence policy. And the funny thing is, is that if they do open it and drink it, it's too dry for them. So they'll mix it with Coke. Oh, wow. Whoa, so whoa, they'll whoa, be drinking whoa, whoa, whoa. this $3,000 bottle of wine and mixing it with Coke. Isn't that ridiculous? <laughs> Okay, That's you actually ridiculous. have me wanting to try that now. It's, no. Like, I'm not asking for, like, you would put cherry a Coke bottle like it. that, like, from your reserves or anything. But, like, now I want to try, like, the best wine that goes with Coke. <laughs> well, combine Thirsty Thursday, the Kevin Meyer style with the Kevin Wilhite, or, like, the Kenny Wilhite style. Yeah, w- hmm. yeah, that would be awesome. We could try that, but I don't think it would be very good. Probably um, not. But, but. Uh, so, what, what's also interesting about this wine, besides being versatile and besides being a, a, a blend of, uh, you know, like, say, up to 13 different grape and being types, less snooty. And less snooty and, and more value-oriented. Um, so, in our sommelier training, you have to do, you have to learn to identify wines blind. And there are certain clues that uh, wine will give you about its age, uh, where it comes from, uh, what grape varietals they are. And, and the more you've tasted, the more experienced palate you have, the easier it is to identify these wines blind. And so when I was in my sommelier, uh, class and I'm nervous, we're, we're in a room of like 30 different wine professionals 
and he, everyone had to sort of get up in front of the group and and go through a wine blind and try to guess what it was. And it was my turn. And uh, so I'm like, well, I'm you know, I'm getting more non-fruit clues, which leads you to believe that it is a uh, a European wine or an old world wine, what they call. And then it also has this thing called rim variation, where basically where the, the liquid meets the inside of the glass, if it's clear, it's generally a younger wine. If it starts to get a little bit of an orangey hue, it means it's an indicator of age. And then I was getting this white pepper thing. And so I'm, you know, I'm explaining all this to the master sommeliers and there's, there's, there's only like 200 of them in the world. Um, and, uh, it is like, you know, and we have one of them in this room strict. Well, no, no, I'm not a master som by any stretch, but, um, I, uh, so I said, well, you know, I think this is going to be an old world wine, um, judging by the rim variation. I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be somewhere between, um, eight and 12 years old. Um, I'm getting this white pepper thing, which would lead me to believe that it's got Syrah in it, uh, which would then lead me to, to the Rhone Valley and, um, and so my analysis and well, and I also knew in the uh, from all the other wines that we had done that we had hadn't really tasted anything that was over 50 bucks a bottle. You know, I've been in the business 20, 20 something years. So I, I know the prices on all these st- things. So I didn't think it was Chateauneuf to pop, which is literally means new palace of the Pope. And it's the most prolific or the most famous wine out of the Rhone Valley. But I knew the next village was there's one called Vaqueras and then there's one called uh, Gigonda. And so I said, um, oh, it's probably a Vaqueras or a Gigonda, except I didn't pronounce Vaqueras correctly. And so the master sommelier said, well, which is it? Is it <laughs> in his you know, perfect French? And I was like, what a jerk, you know, because he wasn't making anybody else do that. And so finally I said, well, okay, final analysis. It's a, it's a 2008 uh, Gigonda. And he says, can you name the producer? And of course I'm, you know, I'm nervous. And I'm like, what a jerk. He's not making anybody. And I... I was using other words in my brain <laughs> and, uh, and he's like, I, he wasn't making anybody else do that. And I said, and the, the only one I could think of at the time was, um, uh, Gigal, which is the, probably the most prolific producer in the region. And so I was like, I, 2008 Gigal Gigonda, just whatever. He pulls it out of the bag. It's 2008 Gigal Gigonda. Ooh, I made, so uncle Kev never got the walk off Homer. Uncle Kev never had the game winning uh, shot. Uh, but that was my drop the mic moment. Wow. So I was like, yeah, I guess I passed then, huh? Way too freaking. <laughs> Shout out to Kevin Meyer Blast on that road. Kevin Blast. Meyer. That's incredible. It was it was pretty funny. Yeah. How, how'd the rest of the class react? Like like I, you dropped that mic? It, uh, <laughs> they actually, yeah, they all applauded, got up and applauded. So that it was pretty cool. That's that's amazing. That's incredible. I, I do like this wine. We didn't talk actually much about. It, the, the versatility is there. I can picture myself eating it with a lot of different dishes. Dry enough, but enough of the fruit pop to not be like, oh, this is so incredibly dry, I can't drink it. Not like overwhelming in any one flavor, but I think that you get that mix of the grapes really well. Yeah, it's kind of a, a milder style. It's not in your face, um, and it will continue to evolve and develop as it's been opened. Mm. So we just cracked it right on, here on the air, and so it hasn't had a chance to breathe a whole lot, but it will sort of enrich as uh, as time goes on um but like i said if you're ever at a loss for like you know your uncle joe shot a wild boar and we're doing a wild game feed or something like that a wine like this works and or like i said if you're doing a stew or if you're doing a roast or if you're doing you know just that savory rib sticking type meals something like this goes perfect whereas you know maybe like a an apicab isn't the way to go with something like that mm-hmm. um uh so and not only that but 
great value. So these are on sale, sixteen ninety nine a bottle, typically twenty bucks. I think it's a great value. We're at you know at twenty, um, it's even better at sixteen. So um, holiday wine sale going on right now. I've got over a hundred uh, wines on deal. We just had trucks unload cases upon cases upon cases of stuff. None of them got dropped today? None of them got dropped today. Yeah, I was soaking wet when I came (laughs) in the studio last week. I got popped with a bottle of champagne by a supplier. That was pretty funny. Um, But uh, so, yeah, we're ready to rock. And it feels like today and and or yesterday, the holidays have finally kicked in in earnest. Mm -hmm. The phone's ringing a lot. People are coming in. So what do you get for the person that has everything? Get them a bottle of wine. It's a timeless classic gift. And uh and also shows a lot of class, and it's something they'll remember you by when they pop it. 6901 is on his way, their way to uh, Myers Cork and Bottle right now, 13th and South Streets. At a kid. Check him out. Make sure you get there, like Kevin said, if you don't know what to get anyone. Get him a bottle of wine. If you know what to get him, also get him a bottle of wine. Make sure it's from Kevin at Myers Cork and Bottle. Kevin, appreciate it. As Thanks, always. fellas. Thank you. We'll Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Merry indeed. Christmas, we'll step aside. Jay Foreman back for Old School in just a sec. You're listening to Old School with DP and Jay. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.